Welcome back to another episode of Girl Boss Podcast. Today's episode is going to be how to manage your tasks as an entrepreneur without getting overwhelmed. Well, today's episode is going to be a really helpful one, I hope. Um, I have been in the situation and I've seen so many people ask me or say to me that the amount of work it takes when you're trying to do something alone, how overwhelming it can become and just how um, stuck you can feel in that startup phase um, to when you're start, starting to get a little bit of momentum and you're trying to run the business wearing all hats. It can be quite stressful, um, but because it's your business, you end up doing it anyway. And sometimes this can be the reason why people don't continue on because it becomes too much. And what I think I've learned is we cannot do it all ourselves. There are going to be times when you have to, to get from like stage one to let's say stage two and you're going to have to do things that you're maybe not very good at or you find really, really challenging, you find really, really difficult and stuff that really doesn't make you feel very good but need to be done for the business. So one of the um, ways that I started out when it was literally just me, I had no business partners and I was starting to scale my business and grow it, but I didn't have the funds available to hire uh, staff or to hire freelancers or contractors, which are actually more expensive, but not like on a contract with you. So there is obviously a few different routes that you can take when it comes to seeking help. Um, but at the end of the day, no one's going to really work for free. Now, um, one of the things that I found got me out of doing tasks like extreme admin or customer service or just planning or getting ideas written down and um, put together, you know, in a way that you could follow it through and that actually takes a lot of time to do, um, was to look at outsourcing my work. So it's really good if you're a freelancer or a business owner, a small business owner, and you're overwhelmed right now. So I want to let you guys know, first of all, what it is. Um, so I'll go into like how you can outsource work later. But first of all, I'll explain what outsourcing work means. Now I'll go into what um, outsourcing in a business is. So if you're brand new, you're a freelancer and you've just got some additional um, tasks that need to be complete that you don't necessarily need to be involved in. You need to probably set the task and be clear on that, but you might not have the time available to do every single thing perfectly and as it needs to be to progress your business and start to grow it. So basically outsourcing is simply giving your work to somebody else outside of your main business. Now, I'm just treating this like the business is up and running. You've got, it It, it might just be yourself, but we're still going to call it a business. Um, now, this is done through either like freelancing or by hiring someone via another firm. That could be like a call center. Um, and this will help you to handle different segments of your business. So there is basically something for every single task out there that you need. So it's really, really good for small business owners or again, freelancers. And it simply means just having someone to do work that you need done um, outside of your business. So the reason this is so effective is because you're not 
you're having a employee, but you're not necessarily employing them. Like they're not coming to work and you don't have to have a space set up for them. Everything is kind of handled externally. So you're not paying additional rent for a premises for them to work in or not having to set them up with IT or whatever they might need, like the tools and equipment and stuff and software, whatever it is um, that they might need. They're already equipped with everything and you basically will post a job and then um, you will start doing your recruitment process, but um, it will be external. So the, these people are already up and running, professional and ready to go. And then it's up to you to obviously find who you think is most suitable for yourself and then give them your um, the run through about your business and everything you need to do. But they'll be open to any sort of terms that you can manage right now. So it's really, really helpful and it's very safe for both parties. Now, there are people out there that won't understand the level of um, expertise that are required to get things done effectively. At the beginning, you can be a little bit scrappy with your plans and things and you can get the most important things done and prioritize them and do those well on your own. But then the truth of the matter is, is like when you get into business, you need to have a lot of different um, things. You might need legal service, ad admin support, facilities. You might need s s uh, supply chain management. You might need copywriting, marketing, di design, research. And that's something that every business pretty much needs. Customer service. You might need accounting human resources. There's so many things that you need to do as one person that like some of them are going to apply and some of them won't. But as you grow your business, pretty much all of the above those, those couple of things that I just mentioned will matter. And obviously the yearly salary for some of these roles can be pretty high. So obviously if you're brand new, you're on your own, you're starting a business, you want it to be successful, you're going to need certain skill sets and um, a certain person like that has experience to be able to fulfill the role correctly. So that's the reason why I recommend doing outsourcing. So basically, when you um, think about what you need to begin with, you don't need to fulfill every single role, by the way, you just need to look at like, what are the main things that you need today or right now? Um, the things that you cannot manage yourself. And then you need to write a list of those and you need to um, understand that you're, you're going to have to write a job offer online. So basically, it's another section that, um, you know, this is a recruitment part of your business. So you will be onboarding um, some new staff um, or some freelancers. But the thing is, this is going to be a pretty cost effective way to get that help because you won't be paying anyone for wasted time. Basically, if you had like staff and you didn't have roles on certain days or there wasn't enough work, it's not like you're bound to a contract with staff. That's the reason why doing this at the beginning is so important because you don't know really what needs to be done because your business is so new. And if you're not generating a lot of revenue or no revenue, and you're just basically needing people on certain days to do certain things, then this is a great way to get that help and to not waste your own time um, or anyone else's. So hiring a freelancer, you'll have like set expectations for them and they will have expectations of you. So you will have to obviously negotiate whatever that pay rate is and whatever those hours are. 
and all of this will be done online. So freelancers um, that you find on these sites, which I will mention in a minute, um, are really, really skilled. They're actually, some of them are more experienced than some employees you might find in your local area. It's really easy to like source them and there's reviews and everything like that. And also, even though they're not necessarily like in a house or house um they're not necessarily employed and in your business they are some of these companies that um provide a platform like a website for you to find these employees actually have um offices set up overseas and they're managed there so you can feel safe that you're not also wasting money and that people are going to be without wi-fi there's been all sorts of things that have come up and found in the past and I've learned from my mistakes quite a lot um, and obviously as well as the years go on the, these services get better so when I was doing this it was honestly years ago so like it wasn't as advanced as it is now and I was wasting money as well which kind of hurt a lot because I was so young and I was only starting up and I was literally like my employees would go missing so all of that kind of stuff I can cover for you guys so that you hopefully don't run into those problems because that is frustrating and because you don't have that relationship um, or that person contact as well I guess like they don't really care about the brand or the business you're just like another person that's hiring them for a certain time and so they don't really have that attachment to your brand or you so that's one of the things that I've kind of experienced and I know that has happened to me and it's been annoying and but the benefits overwrite the possible um like cons or whatever you want to call it the negative side so the efficiency um with doing this is really really good so you can hire an actual specialist so somebody that has had a lot of experience with brands similar to yours and honestly it i've seen it over and over again some of these guys that are and girls that are on these platforms are more productive more efficient if you select the right person um, with a certain skill set and you put that role and, and you're really clear about your role so you actually can't just like mount somebody that's not good at everything with all the tasks that you need done you really need to be quite specific to get the best results and you will get everything done properly um the other thing with this is that's amazing is you get increased access to different services so outsourcing means that like they're basically freelancers there's no set time usually that you need to employ them for so if you have something that really needs to be done and you cannot find an affordable way to do it where you're based today then you can actually access people with a really high level um, of experience and access services that you might not even be able to find in the time that you need them done in your own area. So it's honestly good like that. And the other thing is it gives you more flexibility. So it's very difficult sometimes for a business to be agile. Um, it can take time to adapt to changing markets and things that take place. There's not often a lot of flexibility within a business, especially at the beginning for yourself as a business owner. Um, but by employing freelancers to work on specific projects, you will actually have more flexibility in the long term to really like grow the business, think of owning the business and not just like owning and operating the business. You will have some time to really forecast things and actually start to step into that um, CEO role or that owner's role 
And now another thing is, um, it's really important for you to be motivated on your business and where your business is going. So you need to be obviously keeping your ideas fresh, like how it feels when you're first starting out. And this is why I always recommend to start outsourcing and delegating some tasks um, and not trying to do everything on your own because your business will not grow without fresh ideas and new ways of doing things. This is your role and this is what you do to make a business thrive. If you're going to be mounted with all the tasks that an employee should be doing, then the business will start to stagnate. And I've seen this almost happen to me before. And it gets really tricky if you're going to eventually start heading into investor meetings and start pitching your idea. And you've just been honestly fighting fires on your own and you've been overwhelmed with tasks. Like truly anyone that's going to buy into your idea or your business or anything like that, despite what the numbers are, they want to know what your five or 10 year plans are for that business. And that takes time and that takes mental clarity, if you get any, um, to really like forecast that and actually see that vision, because that's one of the main things an entrepreneur needs to have. And that needs to be something that no workload can override. There are going to be times when you're not able to visualize and you're not able to really think ahead because you are mounted or there is so much pressure. But the thing is, keeping it fresh has to be one of the things that you go into a business and you continue to work on. And by removing certain tasks with freelancers or experts online, you will allow yourself to continue making the business like grow and move and um, become more profitable or, you know, reach new heights, which is the most important part, because if a business is stagnated, it's not going anywhere. It's really just staying as it is. And that might just get you by, but it's never going to get to that next level where it actually ends up being worth it. So that is important. Um, now the other great thing about this is you will have an improved workflow. So this is super beneficial because if your business is experiencing like fluctuating work volume, um, obviously at the beginning, this is really, honestly, this is pretty normal. You, some days will be busier than others. Um, some days you'll have more sales than others. Some days you will be trying to generate sales. There's so many moving parts, but this is why having freelancers from overseas is a really good idea. So you don't need to have someone there like and someone to think about all the time to give tasks to because you're paying them and then have that be your core focus. But when obviously business is starting to become a little bit busier or things need to be done, you actually have people there that you can ask to do the tasks. Now, what happens when there are no tasks anymore to do and all that kind of startup phase work is done and it's time to start trying to make some money? Well, you just let them go and that is the beauty of it. So this is not abnormal. This is not crazy. This is not mean. This is actually how this platform works. When any freelancers join the sites that you're about to find out about, they are aware that this is how it works. They're only going to be like um, working with a particular business um, for maybe a set amount of time. And sometimes they actually end up having a full-time role because they're quite good and it's hard to find good people. So 
for a business that's actually starting to grow and make money. Um, if you do find somebody that is quite good and you think you can afford to keep them on for a little while or hold a relationship with them, then it might be good to try and do, um, you know, just like a a bit of a fixed term basis for them. So maybe they're doing start off at like two days a week and then as you grow and you see that you want to keep them on board, you can then renegotiate that. Um, and the good thing about um, obviously the improved workflow is that um, after a while and after a little bit of help is given to you and you have time and space to see like um, how you're going to operate the business, like from just doing everything yourself to then having a little bit of help, you'll actually start being able to plan for busier times. And then you you can ensure that you always have resources that are needed moving forward so that you don't run into that same problem of just having a hundred hats to wear and like a workload that's just super stressful. So this is actually a much simpler, more cost-effective way of running your business in a startup phase than doing constant, constant rounds of hiring and firing. So if you find someone that you find good and you want to have that relationship with them then obviously start to you know build a proper relationship with them do some um, face-to-face video calls uh, FaceTime Skype Um, and you will end up you know having them there when you need to um, hire them and they can obviously take on other projects alongside yours until you decide you want to keep moving forward with them if that is the case If not, you just let them go. And then if you're happy to do the constant rounds of hiring and firing, then let that be your thing. I don't know. That's not my thing because I think a business needs a little bit of consistency, but you kind of learn that over time. So now um, one or two things that might be in your mind right now is what do you need to consider when you're outsourcing? So you need to plan your outsourcing carefully. Okay. It's not just like jump online, sign up, put your job up there. No. You really need to identify exactly what type of support you need. So I know that when you're overwhelmed, this can actually be so challenging because you might be really used to doing everything on your own and you don't know even what you're looking for anymore because you're so used to just fighting fires and doing it all. Now, this is not a good way to run a business. This is not a successful thing just because you're literally putting yourself on the line. This is not a good way to run a business. You're owning and you're operating a business. It's just not like, it's just not how any big companies work. The CEO does not do all the tasks of like, let's just say Google, whoever created like Mark Zuckerberg, whatever the freaking hell his name is, um, Facebook did not get to that size with just him. He started the idea and then he also has a big team around him all over the world to make it as good and as big as it is. So it's not, it's not okay to do everything on your own. So the first thing is you will need to know how long you'll need the person for approximately. So you need to be real with this as well. You need to give people on the other side some clear Um, guidelines you'll have to make sure that you get the right person for the job so you want to be really careful to identify exactly what type of support you need and then you'll need to if you don't know how to write a role up for that you'll need to google it and research it and it might take you a day or two to really put together a proper ad but you'll need to understand also as a owner of a business how to check qualifications experience expertise references you need to go through all of it like 
Trust me, I have been the gambler and I have just said, yep, I'm going to take someone's word for it over and over again when I was a bit younger and a bit more carefree. But honestly, you're not in that situation at that point, even though it doesn't really overly matter to you mentally today. This is just a bad habit to get into anyways. You need to honestly take that time to check qualifications, experience, expertise and references and get into the habit of doing that and making sure it's done 100% correctly because this is your business. So when you're going through a pool of potential freelancers, this will take time. You're sort like, it's not as simple as just putting an ad up and getting the help you need straight away. It will take a little bit of time. So when you're thinking about doing this and you're already in hot water and you're already overwhelmed, you need to understand that you're outsourcing and you are about to pay somebody, even though it's not maybe as much as you would pay if you were hiring an employee um, in person, you need to understand that you will need to start planning for this particular role a couple of months in advance. If you have that time, if you need, if you need everything right now and, and you need to just get it done, then the good news is you've probably got some idea of what's hardest for you right now. Um, And then it's up to you to find a freelancer that would be a good fit. And I would just say just to make sure to check those qualifications, experience, expertise and call references or other companies and just find out what they were like um, for previous um, people that had hired them as a freelancer via that site. They will always have references, by the way. If they don't, it's probably not a good idea to hire them. So um, honestly, the good thing is like if you do all of that work anyways in the beginning, when you work with them uh, again on future projects you're not going to have to go through that if you do it right the first time so you don't need to go through that process again and again and again and that's why I said in a, a minute ago that hiring and firing and doing constant rounds of all of this is just honestly even more time wasted it's better to build a relationship train people up a little bit and then keep a relationship going if they are actually good and don't always think that the grass is greener on the other side. Like as a business owner, it's up to you to um, harness people's skills and train them more and help them develop as a freelancer um, specific to your business. Because truly, like I said, hard people are really hard to find. Hardworking people and good people that can actually get the job done and don't waste a lot of time are really, really difficult to find. People that Honestly, it's it's a, it's a whole nother ball game, and the less you have to do that process of going through qualifications, experience, all of that, like references, all of that, it's just better. So when you find it and somebody's doing a good job, reward them. Don't use them. Don't take advantage of them. Lift them up. Make sure that you are not getting your pressures confused with what they're providing you because you have to think this is a tool to help your business to grow this person is a tool to help your business grow you need to support them you need to be considerate of them and you really do need to build a relationship with them it will save you so much time and effort in the future so things that you should avoid when outsourcing first you are bringing someone new into your business this is exciting okay so this will take a little while for things to actually start coming together. So don't get put off if they're not doing <laughs> the best job at the beginning, guys. Um, you need to understand these are learning. That it's just like you. You're probably not doing the best job at running your startup um, perfectly. 
these people are also not going to do the best job straight away for your business. It's up to you to learn how to manage people. It is one of the things I strongly recommend um, learning. And you can practice doing this on just everyone because the more that you understand what makes people tick and what makes people be more productive and what motivates people, the more that you can harness your employees and run effective teams that are actually happy to work with you um, instead of feeling like they're working for you. That is a skill in itself, takes a while. But one of the things I'd avoid um, is, well, some of the things that I would probably avoid is, you know, you've got to understand that this is a freelancer. So as much as you're paying them, they're also not bound to your business. So you have to understand that um, you need to give people tasks, but you also need to have a brief. If you have an unclear brief or you do not take the, entire, the, the, the appropriate time to ensure your freelancer or your new employee that you've outsourced work to understands your intended outcome of a project or their role within it, you cannot expect them to fulfill the task. You need to be extremely clear. Communication is key when it comes to managing people and developing your business. And the work of your freelancer will need to be managed in some way, as will the work of all employees in the future. And you need to understand this is task. This is a task. This is another person and another kind of task that you'll need to start to manage. Being a business owner is just not that easy. It's like having kids. When you have employees, they have you have people underneath you. Even if they're outsourced or not, things happen in people's lives. And obviously, it's a bit harder if you've only got one person. As soon as you have two, it's like two hands on deck to help you. But you need to understand first and foremost what building relationship is like, what not giving up on people is like, and also taking most of the responsibility for what doesn't work out yourself. That is one of the things you need to understand. You cannot be one of those people that just constantly puts people down or thinks that your staff are doing it all wrong. You're a lot of the time responsible for the communication side of your business. So you need to understand how to write briefs um, for online work to be fulfilled. Number one thing, you need to know exactly every little detail of what needs to be done. And then you need to know how to manage that and how to um, set approximate times, hours, days, whatever it might be. You also need to um, understand what the, they also need to understand what the outcome is and so do you. You can't just like have something to do today and then expect it to be done tomorrow. Um, you need to have walked or done the work previously, which you probably have, like you probably have and that's why you're in this on this podcast but you need to really be clear on that and you need to really not put that pressure on somebody you need to work with them especially at the beginning um so you should always have a um some sort of contract in place with a freelancer especially if you're a larger business and like you're just listening to this to gain some ideas or remind yourself of things or if you have more high profile projects like you're not doing a really easy startup and it's something that is more specialized, then obviously you need a contract in place for that. This just minimizes risk to the freelancer disappearing mid-project, which can happen. So obviously these are possible risks, but risks come in every aspect of a business. And I'm sure you know that if you've started one. Um, but it also, as well with the contract in place, it clarifies the expectation and res responsibilities of both parties. Now, also, you can hire um, some legal 
um, team. This is why I mentioned at the beginning um, for drafting up some contracts like this for you, some legal contracts for both yourself and for your freelancer. So you're probably wondering what you should look for in a freelancer. Now, there are actually thousands and thousands of freelancers out there. Not all of them are going to be a really good fit for your business. Some key things to consider when hiring a freelancer would be your costs. So obviously, you need to identify what you can actually afford, not what you can afford today and, next, and this week, but literally what you can afford long term that can, that can comply with your contract and also works for your freelancer as well. So you're thinking of you and them at all times. Um, it's really true, I will say, that you do get what you pay for. That does not mean that it isn't possible to have a professional job done um, at an affordable rate. It just means that you will need to do all the qualification checks, the references checks, the skill set, all of that. And you will also need to have a reasonable budget. Like it cannot be just completely nothing and getting the cheapest thing and expecting the world. If you want a professional outcome for a specific task, um, that doesn't always come like extremely cheap. But again, it is more affordable than getting it done usually in like an, you know, developed country. So you got to think realistically about your budget here and every single aspect of a business to begin with is an investment and you need to be extremely specific so that you're obviously not going to spend your money on things that are not necessary right now and you need to be really clear on um, obviously how much time and how much work you're giving that freelancer and you're going to have to understand that that person's salary comes before your salary so you do take that and you, you, that's just to make your business work so that long term you can grow it and you can obviously achieve some success with it and um, so there are obviously like thousands of freelancers who would do a lot of work for less than um, some of them out there but it's up to you on what you can find I guess and also what kind of value um, you need and if you need something that's really an experienced role then obviously that's going to take a longer recruitment process as well but if you're just looking for admin data entry customer service stuff I mean customer service is pretty it's actually pretty important you really do need somebody that's had experience in customer service you need to have a personality type that's really wanting to help others and I'm not just saying it but you have to have that mindset um, you need to know that your employee wants to actually help people. That is so, so important when it comes to hiring for customer service. It sounds like a really easy job, but it's actually one of the main things in your business that will need to be honestly done well. Um, okay, so location. Okay, so people are probably like, where are these people? So pretty much everyone in the world can work remotely now as i'm sure with the whole covid thing and everything else this has become really normal and as um business owners we have to trust people working remotely now i've been hiring from an outsourcing for years and I've had some problems with it, but I've also had some success with it. Most of the problems ended up being my fault when I started to learn more and get more experience in recruitment, which is, it's actually a role, like it's a specialized role that you can, you need like to be good at most of the time. But as a business owner, you don't really need to learn about um, anything because it's your business. So most of the time, I'd like to think that we're kind of got a good idea of what we want, but again, just 
don't jump into it straight away and post any sort of role. Um, because at the end of the day, these people are going to be working from overseas. So um, you're going to be accessing and having staff on board for your business um, globally. So you need to be able to understand that you and them are happy to communicate by phone, email, Skype, whatever you want to communicate with your freelancer like. And also you need to factor in time time zones and stuff. So sometimes I used to be up so late at night um, because I was managing my staff and I was doing briefs and things like that. And it honestly took a huge toll on me. But it's really, really good to kind of set up a routine um, if the time zones are pretty different. So it's morning there and night here in your place. Um, you need to take that into consideration as well, because that can also, even though you're getting your work done, you're literally having to stay up and oversee it. So you might as well be doing it. So it becomes ineffective. Um, so you want to make sure that you're finding them in a location that works time-wise for both of you. And that, um, and then also as well, if you have a business that your um, project requires someone to have knowledge of your own local area or your market, you need to make that clear too, because otherwise it's going to be really, really hard for them to understand. It's going to be really hard for you to explain. Um, but the locations generally, um, I have normally had staff in the Philippines, but they're honestly like, um, I'll go through all the sites and stuff. Well, the sites that I've used previously, some of them I don't even know where they're based. Like they could be in the UK, whatever, and just doing some passive income streams um, in, in you know, online and they have a normal job with that. So usually like there's all sorts of ways people do this. It's usually just um, for some people, it's a full-time role and for other people, it's just a passive income stream that they, they work on outside of their normal job. So you're literally could be hiring from anywhere. Um, now, also insurance. Um, if if you are worried about insurance, the freelancers, um, I think for most of these sites, um, are insured. Um, it would be sensible to only work with somebody who has adequate insurance and just double check as well what that insurance covers, especially guys, if you are working on a really large project, like make sure that that is something that you check off the list. Um, another thing is, um, you're not going to be working with a robot <laughs> just because you're not meeting them, just because you're not shaking their hand. You need to actually like them. You need to get along with them. And um, because you can have the most incredible talent that take all the boxes, but they might be they might have an awful attitude, they might be unreliable, and you might not actually get along with them. Um, now, in some cases, it might be a really short term thing, and you just need the job done, and you can just move past it. But in business, long term relationships are really important, even if it's like a freelancer role or anything, because you never know when you might need them again. You never know when you're going to start up another project. And you want to keep those details there if it's somebody that you actually get along with. Now, also, you got to think about um, how this person is going to fit with a team should you start hiring locally um, and you want to keep that relationship going because obviously as I go on, you can see that how all of this ties together. It's not just like hiring and managing your task and leaving it there. It's actually a long-term thing because you want your business to be growing. And this is uh, one of the things that I've developed over the years of experience. So everything is constant. Okay, so that's what I wanted to kind of jump in and say. 
But as you start to have people um, and your your business is starting to grow and you're kind of doing things correctly, obviously, you know, in the beginning, you need to make sure that people work can work with like a team that you see yourself hiring later on. So outsourcing is there to make your life easier. If you have a bad feeling about someone, um, it's just best to walk away and just find a better fit. If you have a bad feeling about someone, cancerous employees will spread cancer to every single other team member and you you need to get rid of them so again responsibility you're the one that has to um, harness someone's talent but there are certain attributes to people that are not a good fit for any business and they need to be removed regardless of their skill set because you want everyone to thrive you don't want bullying in your environment and you want to actually like the person you want to know a little bit about what their values are and what sort of people they are if you're going to be long-term. So I will talk about costs and the average cost to hire like a new employee. Like honestly, it varies, right? Like it varies if you are going to add up like the training costs, their salary costs, additional costs that an employee might need or what what what's, need, what's needed. But um, at the end of the day, if you were to do this um, and get what you need and you were to actually look for a person as a startup business owner, um, you're going to have to obviously have an appropriate salary um, addition, and all those additional costs factored in. And um, you might not even have, a, you know, a set of tasks every single day as a new business um, because you're actually just getting the business up and running. So those costs will 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 soon mount up. Um, so the smart choice when you're starting out is to not overwhelm yourself, to obviously think about the business as an owner, not an operator. Obviously, you're going to be an operator forever, but you don't need to make that your number one priority. You need to be owning the business and actually thinking about it like long term and running the business and growing it and all that. So um, obviously, when you're doing a recruitment, hiring, training, a new employee, it's really expensive. Like everyone knows that it's extremely expensive to do that. And it actually takes a while as well, most of the time to get a new um, employee working at their full capacity. It actually can take over like, like six months to even break even, honestly. So that is what you have to factor in. So for all those reasons, it's a smart choice to obviously stop hiring um, and stop thinking about hiring someone in your team that's in-house because you want to think about it in a smart way that's going to work for both people because there's nothing worse than getting someone up and running, not even being at the stage of where you're ready to employ, especially for some senior roles. Like that's just another another story, but you actually want to um, know that you're not going to be fighting fires forever just because you've started to employ when you thought you needed to, but you're not actually financially ready to. So that's why outsourcing is incredible. So you need to start looking into that. Now, one of the um, sites that I use for certain things like design, um, I don't know, like a little bit of like, I don't know, like logos, things like that is a site called fiverr.com. Now I know a lot of people have used Fiverr for any reasons and um, this is like a little bit less like if you're doing like social media design or whatever or videos or editing stuff like that um you obviously do need to be really specific because you're going to be going through revisions and then looking at what you don't like and sometimes you can get stuff back that's just not what you wanted 
But um, most of the time, if you're really specific, which I never used to be, but now I understand. Um, I understand how bad that can be for me and for them. Um, so you can honestly just find a bazillion different freelancers there. Um, very, very affordable. Some um, people start working at $5. Photo retouching, cartoon artist, you name it. All the stuff like that you need. There's honestly really... Um, it's really easy as well to trust people because they've got um, reviews on there and there's just millions and millions of options. Then there's, I think, a site called Upwork. I think that's where I hired one of most of my employees a few years ago. Um, there's freelancer.com, there's beepo.com.au, virtualemployee.com. Um, if you go on Google, oh, Airtasker, you can obviously do that. Upwork is probably the one that I would recommend um, the most and those are the ones that I'm aware of. So... If you go online, you'll honestly find so many different ones. But um, yeah, I would highly recommend doing that. And I hope this podcast has helped anyone that's been struggling to figure out how they can deal with that startup phase, needing help, not really having any idea what to do. I hope you guys have benefited from this. If you have, please do take a screenshot, post it on your story, let people know what it's all about. Um, let me know how you get on. Um, if you have any questions about anything, do send me a DM on at Debbie underscore Sugru. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it um, and help you out. I was there so for so many years and I am finally free of it, but it does pay off if it's done right. You'll learn from your mistakes. It's not going to be as easy as listening to this and doing it all right. However, I hope that some of my mistakes and some of my advice can actually... Um, cut down a lot of time and a lot of issues for you that you might have faced when trying this. So yeah, that's me. I hope you all have a great Monday and I will see you all in my next podcast.